and this is gonna sound like so like what the hell did you just say but like this show's so ethnic and what, yeah. and what i like about it is yes. like it's ethnic to a point where it's not i've never really consumed media where like um the pakistani culture is like so like Thick. this is what we it do this is what we are so real. i was like yo like this is cool like What it do, baby? Welcome back to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast where we talk about any and everything. Just like today's hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy. Quattro, and who am I joined with on the mic on today? Coming back from a long ass break. <laughs> What's good, everybody? This is Nua DJ Nua back from. Yes, man. Man, look, when I tell you, I've been working all over the city. Bro. I bet, man. I bet, dog. We we all been just like on on the on the grind, crazy. Like, bro, like, I've been I've is... been seeing you, man. You've been you've been out there. You've been outside. Rob been outside. Bro, I'm trying, dog. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be outside now, so I can be inside later. Like for real. Like, that's the goal. Like I'm trying to be inside later. But y'all, welcome back to the show, man. It this is the second episode of a double header. Of content man robert and will gave y'all some moon night and dr strange stuff and the spring in the mcu episode talking about all that spring all those spring releases for the mcu and me and new are here to talk about all the summer stuff man we're talking miss marvel dr strange multiverse of madness and all the craziness that came out in at san diego comic-con 2022 man so but this is gonna be crazy but first y'all know i got to do that business you can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Actually, my bad. On Instagram, you can catch us at Cafeteria Talk Official. And Twitter is at Cafeteria Talk. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five-star ratings. You don't have to leave a review. You could just be like, hey, what's up? Like, we, we chilling. But hit them five stars. But if you give us four, hey, man, that just means we get to five. That's okay. I still love you. Not really, but I still love you. Um... DJ Nua, man, how are you? Yeah, man, look, I've been good, man. Like, uh, things have, like, been, you know, going smooth. You know, you kind of just get used to the process and fall in love with the process, and you'll never be, you'll, you'll never be feel crappy, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, nah, you definitely hit the nail on the head. You got to trust that process, man. I've been good. Uh, I'm excited to be back at the table with you. Like, it has been a minute. I'm excited to talk all this big MCU news. I feel like we haven't talked, like, MCU superhero stuff like at length in a minute. Like you talk like briefly, yeah. but like at length it's been a minute. So I'm like yeah. excited to get into this. Um y'all, we not we going we going to cut the put on segment today, man. We got so much to talk about. Right. And like I feel like trickled in throughout, you'll you'll get a sense of the things we've kind of been that we think you guys should check out. So definitely uh hit us up for the next put on segment. I'm sure we'll have we'll definitely do more in future episodes. But this one we we going to cut it, but we going to get right into it, man. 
DJ Noah, we know we talked about Miss Marvel first, but run me right. through that, that TV rating system real quick. Okay, so here here at Cafeteria Talk, we base everything on a few things. We're going to base it on the story. What's it about? Do we tell a good and well-paced story? We're going to talk about the writing tone and the structure. Then we're going to talk about the characters, see if they can carry the show forward or if they're interested enough to watch them again. Next, we got our implications. What are we left with? Do we want more episodes? Do we want more seasons? Do we want spinoffs to this thing? Now, each season, show, event, whatever we got, we're going to do a table score, all right? One to ten. One, meaning it was trash, meaning, you know, the lunch ladies ain't cook it right. Or ten, it's chef's kiss, Favreau. It's pizza on Fridays. Like, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's, all it's, all the it's the pizza combo, but you don't got to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. What y'all oh. know about the pizza combo? Bruh, nah. Remember the combo? I you I know you remember the combos, but yeah, I like man. vaguely remember like you had the wing combos, the nachos, bruh. Father size used to come clutch. They were they, they were cheap did. too. They were like three dollars. You get like four wings, some and, and a soda. Like so wings, some chips, and a soda. Yeah, but the hot. No, I remember one time I got a hot dog combo for free. I ain't paid for it, but my name got on that list somehow. What? And that was the one day that my dad decided to pick me up early, so I ain't get it. Dang, bro. <laughs> How you gonna get favor and then be like, yeah, never mind. That right, like, God, like, got that favor back. Girl, you said, nah, <laughs> let me get that. But right. y'all, I mentioned it earlier, man. We are talking about Miss Marvel. Let me hit y'all with a quick synopsis. Kamala is a superhero fan with an imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels she like she doesn't fit in at school and sometimes even at home. That is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she's looked up to. The cast includes Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, Matt Lentz as Bruno Corelli, Yasmeen Fletcher as Nakia Bahadir, Riz Shah as Cameron, Fawad Khan as Hassan, Aramis Knight as Karim, Mewish Hayat as Aisha, Zenobia Shroff as Moniba Khan, Laurel Marsden as Zoe Zimmer, Sagar Sheikh as Amir, uh, Mohan Kapoor as Yusuf Khan, and Nimrah Bucha as Najma. Y'all, I feel like, I feel like if I had to Honestly, bro, you, those, you, got, you, you had it like really good up until we got over to Amir, until we got over to his actor. Yeah, them, them last three, I, I, yeah, the vowels, at least in America's sense, are in the very much so wrong place. So hey, no, nah, but you, you had the, you had the, you had the R roles too. I was trying because I've heard of some of these names spoken, but yeah. like, and I have a friend named Yasmin, so like, right. and she speaks um, the same language they speak in the show, so she kind of like or do. has. I've been listening to her talk all the time, so I'm kind of getting used to that, uh, uh, that kind of like way of speaking. But yeah, no, nah, if I had to grade myself like solid C, like yeah. Like I, I like myself for that. Nah, bro, I give, yeah, I give you a B minus, bro. Give you that. Yeah, give you, fact, give you that. Give, give you that two point five. You know. Thank you so much. I, I apologize to everybody if they listening. That like, I'm sorry for butchering y'all names. Y'all definitely can have license to butcher mine. Um, but let's get into the story, man, of Miss Marvel. What were your first thoughts? You know, coming in. Uh, definitely a, it's a teenage story. Like, mm-hmm. off the bat, like I couldn't judge it like i judge anything else mcu because it wasn't that you feel me yeah it's definitely like uh oh excuse me is it feels it felt fresh something new that i hadn't seen before and it still had its own little take on uh 
take on Kamaleta isn't exactly the comic, but the artwork right. at the end. Like, we're talking about story, but like, I'm I'm really kind of going into like just first it, everything. Like, it, right. it, it, yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty show to watch. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed uh, Miss Marvel a lot more than I thought I would actually. Um, going in, like I never really going into really any of the shows. I really don't have the the highest of expectations or like you know things that I want to see. Um, but I sorry y'all. Uh, I really just kind of, you know, just watch them. They're MCU, so I'm like, I'm going to tune in because I want to be, you know, in the know of what's going on in the MCU. But this show going in, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot more, it's weird because, you know, everybody likes to compare it to Spider-Man, um, the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland mm -hmm. and just the coming of age and the way that they're kind of handled in terms of style. And it's very uh, similar to that. And I, I don't really care for those Spider-Man movies, but I really cared for this. And I think it's definitely a testament to uh, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, um, and we'll get into more of that in terms of character, but I really enjoy the light-heartedness light of the show, um, and that's really what's, what's keeping me in. Hmm. I, 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 bro, everything you said, and then some, although, like, now that we have a full Spider-Man trilogy, though, I have a bigger appreciation for what those, how those movies told Tom Holland's mm -hmm. story. Right, and they grow up, right? Like so, right. Like, Kamala Khan is still, you know, very much so in the infancy of her being a superhero in the MCU and just right. in New Jersey. So, like, it's gonna be a minute before we get, you know, a, the a, a, a weighted story, like you know, of course, No Way Home or something like that. Exactly, and even then, like, her as an actor, she, she can definitely handle it. But you don't want to, uh, you don't want to give get her in a clumsy situation early on. You feel me? Fact. One thing that I want to I want to talk about a little bit in terms of just kind of like the overall story, I felt like, and I think this is because of the model that the the MCU series are using with this like six episode um, setup, is that I felt like as the show progressed, I I, I the climax came too late, mm. and so I was like, I it, it took me out of the story stake wise kind of, because by the time I got to episode five, I'm like, all right, we really don't have an immense amount of stakes. Yeah, if that makes sense. And that, and I feel like that's that's really only going to be cured once uh, they decide to start doing longer shows, um, which yeah. I'm not sure if they're going to get there quite yet. But because we, because we know Daredevil, which we'll talk about way later, will be 18 uh, episodes, but this right. was only six, and I felt like there was no real villain. Like the villain of every episode seemed to be more like external things going on, not necessarily like a a set villain that we have to you know fight at the end of the season. Well, that's been a lot of that's been a lot of Marvel's projects recently. Mm -hmm. Or like it's a lot of more about moral ambiguity or something like that. Or we decide to debate on a topic, and at the end of the day, one person still thinks that the villain was right in the whole scenario. Right. Even in uh, Lo Love and Thunder, you know. Mm -hmm. One thing that you, I, I like that you mentioned, and I want to touch on is, is morals. I love that this show, and, and this is gonna sound like so like, what the hell did you just say? But like. This show's so ethnic, and what, yeah. what I like about it is yes. like, it's ethnic to a point where it's not. I've never really consumed media where like um, the Pakistani culture is like so like Thick. this is what we it do, this is what we are. So real. I was like, yo, like this is cool. Like I even saw like vestiges of like my own culture being an African American, like woven in in the way like she dealt with her mom, the way her mom dealt with her, and like yeah. the way tradition is, is like and religion is woven into their culture. I was like, yo, this is really interesting. And like just all the all the stuff with the mosque and stuff was like really really cool and and really just helps to like break down the stigmatisms that surround those people anyway. Yeah. Like 
you know, everybody's like, all they do is pray and blow up shit. I'm like, no, bro. Like, they, they party. They have weddings, bro. Like, my friend Yasmin, she'll tell you. Like, she, she's in uh, Morocco right now. And she's at, uh, I think her, like, cousin or something's wedding. Bro, oh, they God. party they for seven days straight. Yeah. Seven I... days straight, straight parties. <laughs> my cousin got married in Savannah. And meanwhile, while we're rehearsing for her wedding, there's a there's an Indian or a Pakistani wedding going on mm. right next door. It's like, yeah. while we're in the rehearsal, so, like... They teed up. <laughs> bro. And then day after day after day, they are still teed up. And we thought we and we and thought we could turn up. Like, us... Well, I mean, us Caribbeans, we don't do the... We kind of do the... We do, like, two or three beach parties afterwards. Yeah. But still, not, like, in the same venue. We still in the same hotel. Right. That was crazy. And to see... Yeah, nah, it is a whole... Like, the whole city gets involved. But, like, just... Just those little glimpses of life there just, like, really were really cool to me. And, and I definitely can see how it could be a turnoff for, you know, many, many people. But for me, I thought that was, personally, I thought that was really, really cool. And the thing about it is I learned so much about just a different culture. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, at the end of every episode, I felt like I learned something as well. Right. And one thing about the show that, like, I, I can't say that I have any gripes to, in terms of the story in general. Uh I, the lack of the villain, I think, is the most the yeah. most stark thing I think about. Like, there was no like fight per se. Like, there was a couple like you know you know shoot 'em up bang bangs, but like it was really nothing. Oh, actually, there was there was a villain, a clear cut villain in terms of the uh, damage control. Yeah, that that was interesting. We got to see a little bit more of them. I, I don't think we've seen much of them since No Way Home, and we of course were introduced to them in um, in Homecoming. Homecoming, and so that was really cool. And I like that you know. They're, they're blurring the lines between, all right, you have evil, and then you have the Avengers, and then the, you know, the supporting, you know, Department of Damage Control and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're, there's bad eggs in, the, in that, too, just like, mm-hmm. you know, in real life with cops and stuff like that. There's bad eggs in in that. And I like that the guy with the beard that you've seen in, in Homecoming, he actually is a good guy. He's cool. Yeah. Like, he he's, he's just doing his job. But the girl, the, the chick, I was like, yeah, something wrong with her. Get her out of here. I wonder if they cast him... For No Way Home, with him in mind for uh, Miss Marvel. I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. Like I'm trying to think of how, like you know, I'm I've been doing all these auditions and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of when you get cast in a series, why you get cast in something now. Mm-hmm. It's just starting. To it's possible. I mean, like later on, we're gonna talk about a movie that's scheduled for 2025. So like. Right. He could have been he could have been cast as this you know by the time Endgame came out he was in talks to be in be in these movies so and right. like with a very specific purpose like um, so it, it's very possible um, one of the last things I want to touch on in terms of story this is a coming of age tale how did you feel that they handled you know the introduction of Kamala Khan the introduction of um, just this new character this new branch into the into the into the story how do you think the story went in terms of bringing this character in I feel like it's probably a one of the best origin stories I've seen in, in a while that weren't like mm. cookie cutter from someone else. Like, you know how everyone was kind of comparing all the other origin stories to Iron Man a lot, even with Ant-Man and yeah. with, uh, with Dr. Strange. Right. And you know, anyone else who's kind of had an origin story now, they've just been, it's been different. It's been handled differently. They've put a lot more emphasis on the uh, person's culture and, uh, this one just felt really fresh, especially for it to be also be a coming of age tale. Mm-hmm. 
you just kind of get you kind of get more of like it, it reminds me a lot more of like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man of how you just feel out of place as soon as you get powers yeah that's a good point I um I enjoyed it a lot one of the things that I really liked about the introduction of this new character to the MCU was that um they're really Kamala Khan has been one of the superheroes that like because she's a superhero because of like the superheroes she's watched like so you know her ad, her adoration of Carol Danvers is, is Captain Marvel uh, and now like the Avengers and what they did the blip all that like being very much so public knowledge uh, her being inspired and becoming a hero that's a big part of her story which is which is something I really like in terms of coming of age just like admiring the people above you and then wanting to you know recreate or just enhance what they've already done and so for her to like you know just bring her herself into that world and then get get these powers and be thrust into this universe and then find out all these other different things about her throughout the show was really really well done and I really enjoyed it but uh, while I'm talking, I guess I'll go ahead and start us into get us into characters. And of course, we're going to talk a little bit more about the introduction of Kamala Khan. Um, what did you think about them um, changing the powers, right? So in the comics, uh, her powers are the, of the elastic nature. You know, you think of Mr. Fantastic, you know, mm-hmm. Plastic Man. You know, she can stretch her body, you know, and make crazy shapes and do crazy things. Uh, in this, it's a little bit more cosmic, you know, of the ilk of... Uh, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel. Um, I really enjoyed it. I this we're getting in like I've said this before. We, we're getting into the 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 part of the MCU where they're no longer doing like cookie cutter generic stories that everybody knows. You don't even have to be like a serious comic book fan. Like everybody knows the story of Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. You know those are all kind of just like common knowledge if you're just like a regular consumer of just superhero media Mm -hmm. but now we're getting to those deeper stories those deeper woven tales that not everybody unless you're kind of like on it knows and so that's where i i fall in that in terms of marvel dc not encyclopedia knowledge but marvel i'm like hey man whatever y'all tell me i'm gonna believe it and so like i wasn't like one of those people that was like oh my god he changed their powers ah like i was like oh like her power was actually cool and i like how they incorporated the stretchy stuff she does in that cosmic they kind of married the two which i thought was really 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 cool Honestly, right. Um, I'm kind of in between where, like, I've read a lot of the comics, but I haven't read a lot of the ones that came out around, like, the 2014 to 2016 because mm-hmm. I spent most of that time catching up on the comics before and not reading the new stuff. So now I'm playing catch-up now. And I knew about Kamala Khan for a while. Um, I knew her powers were... When I heard she was getting a series, I'm like, it's going to be hard to make that CGI look real. Mm-hmm. So when I heard they were going that different direction with her, with it being more cosmic, uh, we got ten more minutes left. Okay. Um, but when I saw that her powers were being more cosmic, I'm like, you know what? At this point, Foggy, we trust you to do whatever you want to do right now. So I, d- I just went with it, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about Iman Vellani. Amazing. Like, I, she was one of my favorite parts of this show. She was a really, really good actor in this show. Like, and this is—I heard this was like her first gig, her yeah. first serious role. Killed yeah, it. straight she out of that, straight out of high school. She had that um, that charm that a lot of people love about Tom Holland Spider Man. Um, just very quirky, very high school. She was funny. Like yeah. everything about uh, her, I really like. Like she seems just like 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 I feel like she was a lot of this wasn't really even acting. Honestly, I feel like she was just such a fan of the character and stuff like that mm-hmm. that it just came naturally to her. 
and it absolutely literally from like her first line her first line of dialogue all right now let's do this i'm like she's kamala 100 percent. no one 1000 no one else and it's crazy. I got like a, a a heroin shot dose of Kamala Khan when I've like briefly started the Avengers game. Like yeah. I got all the way up until like you have to sneak around to get her out of that park. Right. Never and can get past it. Really? Because I'm, I'm, I suck. But yeah, at some point I will. But Bro, I, just just imagine, for some reason I could not figure it out. Imagine it's uh, what's that game? Imagine you're just like Batman sneaking around with, for Mister Freeze. Tried. Mr. Freeze. I don't know. Imagine what I was you got doing like wrong. 18 Mister Freezes running around. I don't know what I was doing. I could not get past. And it was right at the end, like the last robot you had to get past. I could not do it for some reason. I just And I kind of just fell off. But like up until that point, you get a lot of origin and like she gets yeah. her powers around that time. Like And so, um, and, it, and it really was like no different from what they did in the show. Like, you know, minor little key differences. But other than that, the, the just how that happens was mm-hmm. very similar. Um, let's talk about Cameron a little bit. the mm-hmm. the Because Cameron in the comics is one of her uh, major villains. And they kind of... Gave him an anti-hero treatment, I kind of felt like. But I think as the show progresses, he could grow up to be a major uh, villain. And also, like, given what we're going to talk about later in terms of where the MCU is going in 2025, they MCU needs bodies. Like, yeah. I think the I think we're out of the business of killing villains right now. Because, like, if we're doing these movies like we get in 2025, we're going to need bodies, period. Yeah. So Cameron could be one of those one of those cool villains that we could see. Yeah, cause we we need bodies need to drop when when Kane comes around. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! Like, um, any other characters stand out to you that you really enjoyed? Uh, Amir. Amir, okay, hundred percent. Just he gave that really that. cool older brother vibe that I wish I had more of, but like I'm not mm-hmm. cool enough. <laughs> but like he's so lame that he's cool. Right. Yeah, I like. So, like, I liked I, him too. I, yeah, like he was a good character. Uh, the dad. He the dad. really. I see the mom for me. I, I don't know. She she kind of felt she kind of felt like more like Abuela and Encanto. Like, no, I still haven't really forgiven you. You don't deserve this redemption arc yet. I I I loved it. The dad was funny too. Like in a very like dopey dad way. It was yeah. really cool. And, and I think were, it's crazy because you don't really get to see too many parents in the MCU. You know, everybody grown. Yeah. And you, of course, you got Aunt May, but like you don't really get to see too many superheroes interacting with like both mom and dad, brother yeah. and like family life. So, and you got a little taste of that uh, with Clint Barton, of course, and Hawkeye and, you know, the Avengers movies. But, like, to see it every episode and just see, like, how she's going to navigate being a high school kid with a family, uh, like, a big family, a big support, a big, like, village is going to be interesting as we take on season two and Miss Marvels and stuff like that. Uh, I also uh, liked Matt Lentz, Bruno Corelli. Bruno mm-hmm. was a really interesting character. Um, I, I, I wasn't... I don't. I feel like you have to do the little, you know, will they, won't they, in the, in a show like this, you know, teens, you know, you know, you gotta put them together. But I'm like, they were cool as friends. Like I'm cool with that. Yeah, same. I, I honestly, like, and especially because like they they uh, they romanticize her and Cameron a lot more. Just mm-hmm. subconsciously, I was really feeling like friend zone and Bruno in my head. Yeah, it it it, it was. It, it's like one of those things where like. All right, you got a bunch of teenagers running around on screen. You have to have a romance arc. It just kind of is what it's the nature of the beast. So, whatever, whatever. But let's get into these. Any other uh, character things you want to touch on before we move on to implications? Uh, nah. Big Batman. Let's get into it. So, uh, overall connectiveness to the MCU, right? Um, of course, we get 
the end credit scene with Carol Danvers. Uh, she's like in her room, and all of a sudden she gets thrusted into her closet, and then comes that out comes Brie Larson's Carol Danvers. Um, what the hell? Obviously, this is gonna take us into you know Miss Marvel, yeah. the, the, not Miss Marvel, the, the Marvels. Marvels. Um, that's gonna have Carol Danvers. It's gonna have Monica uh, Monica Rambeau uh, and, and Kamala Khan. Like, well, what do you think? What's going on? It's gonna be nuts. Fact, man. Like, all three. I'm all, very like, excited to see it. All three of them straight power. So like, I, who this, who like the villain got to be stupid. <laughs> like, legit, like you fighting a Kang variant. Are they? Nah, I don't know. Like, like oh, I was what like, else? Is that like is that a confirm? Is that is that what's happening? What the hell? Like, it gotta um, be. mutants. So we you know. Oh yeah. Uh, Bruno did have the line at the end of the final episode. You know, hey, was, like, looking at your DNA, looking at stuff again, and it seems like there's something going on. There seems to be a mutation. Our first like use of that term in the MCU in that way is Kamala a mutant. I don't know. That would be very very interesting, and of course, like me, knowing because in the comics she's actually an Inhuman. I don't know if like, of course, I kind of wanted to stay an Inhuman, but if this is the gateway to bring mutants into the MCU, then I'm all for it. I, right? Yeah, because like. Because my thing is, like, it could go a few different ways, bro. You can have her be a mutant. You can have her be an inhuman. You know, they, they could, she could be, like, something cosmic. They could be magic, you know, because they did deal with the clandestines and all that stuff going on. And, with... and on top of that, uh, the biggest clue to them being Kree is that it was on a blue severed arm. And the Kree mm. are all blue. Yep. So that's that was my first, hmm, inhuman. So like, and that kind of marries her more to the cosmic uh, deal going in, in space and you know with yeah. this Marvel with jeez oh, Captain Marvel the, all these Marvels, um, and last last little thing we talked about the Carol Danvers Danvers and credit, um, let's go ahead and rate this bad boy out of ten man. What do you give Miss Marvel out of ten? Miss Marvel, I give it. I don't know because you did mention like the lack of villain like action wise. It's got to be a bit of like improvement in that in that thing, but the story kind of made up for it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing just like just because it didn't make me feel bad. About, I didn't feel bad watching. It. I didn't feel like I was struggling to get through it. I'll give it a nine. A nine. The villain and like the action you you bring up is a good point. Um, the show could be a little more grown up, but I feel like that's not a fair gripe. Yeah, at least not at least not for the first season. I, I'm gonna sit at a seven point five is Ooh. where I'm at with it. Seven point five. Uh, especially in this, like some of the higher rated MCU shows are like sitting at like eights, nines for me. Right. So, and I definitely don't put them up there with like the likes of a Falcon or Winter Soldier or anything like that. So definitely going to go um, at 7.5. So cumulatively, with you giving it a nine, me at a 7.5, that's what, eight? Roughly, yeah. Yeah, eight out of ten. So eight out of ten for Miss Marvel. Um, that is the official table score. Let's get on with the show. Thor, Love, and Thunder. I'm gonna tell y'all how we rate our movies, man. We start we start start with the visuals, man. How's the movie look? Does it catch the viewer's eye? This encompasses costume, lightscape, CGI. Nua, I know you're gonna get us right on the CGI. Oh. Next up, we look at the story. What's it about? Does it seem to tell a well-paced, good story? Uh, we can kind of comment on that writing, tone, structure, all that, all that cool stuff, all the stuff you learned in school. Um, implications, man. What are we left with? Do we want more? Do we want uh, more sequels? Will Thor return? Ah. Um, and then each show, season, event, uh, film, we're, we're going to give it a table score out of one 
through 10, one being absolute doo-doo, trash, garbage, 10 being a masterpiece, a masterclass in cinema. Let's get into it, guys. We have Thor, Love, and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. Uh, the synopsis reads, Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore, the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of, of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to his surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir. Together, they set out on a heroin cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance. The cast include Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Taika Waititi as Korg, Tessa Thompson as King Valkyrie, and Russell Crowe as Zeus. DJ Noah, your thoughts on the visuals of love, of Thor, love, and thunder. Bro, that movie was extra colorful. Mm. Extra colorful. Like, I watched it again last mm. night, and I'm like, yeah, colors. The, I think the main issue I have with all the colors, though, and this is probably just a, it's, it's a CGI thing. The background colors, to me, just aren't as bright or aren't as vibrant as the, as the foreground colors. And that, which is why it makes some of the CGI kind of look a little off. That and we're going like we're Phase Four MCU. Every co every costume looks like a comic book costume now. It doesn't look quote unquote real. Like everything felt comic booky. Mm. Like judging by its look alone. Yeah, especially for a lot of the movie, they were in costume in in um in like civilian settings. Like, yeah. when they were in New Asgard, and they were the only ones dressed up, which, like, is not a bad thing. It just, like, further highlights the, like, oh, you're a colorful comic book character in the midst of a bunch of regular people. Whereas, in the middle of, like, Endgame, that didn't look weird. Like, everybody yeah. was dressed up. Everybody's in full garb. Like, everybody finna go crazy. Um, I like the color a lot. Like, um, prior to watching Love, uh, Thor and Love and Thunder, I uh, checked out, uh, rewatched Ragnarok. And I really like that's one of the things I really like about that movie, just like the term the the change of just like the color escape in terms from the first two to these last two. Mm -hmm. Um and so that was another thing I really liked. So I am glad you mentioned the color. The cinematography I I really liked as well. Um yeah. I really liked the the framing of a lot of the shots. Uh I love the black and white sequence when they got to uh what planet was that? I think that was like the Shadow Realm or something like that. Yeah, like some Shadow Realm where where Gore was keeping the kids. Uh I really, really liked that a lot. Um, character design as well. I love Thor. I love the way they dress Thor. This, this one, like the yeah. the one where they were in New Asgard when they first introduced Jane Foster, mm -hmm. and he has like this like super decked out like fur cape yeah. deal going. Like it is so freaking cool to me. I love the way they like have been costuming Thor recently. Uh, and Jane Foster will also look really cool too. Jane Foster. All the thing about Jane Foster I didn't like was her CGI helmet. That's the only thing. It was a CGI helmet. Yeah. Dude, you didn't notice? Like, every time it was on screen to me, it was, like, standing out. I don't uh, know why. But, yeah, I mean, that yeah, thing was skin tight on world, her head. I, guess. I was just skin tight on her head. It threw me off. Like, every time I'm looking at it, I'm just looking at the helmet. Hmm. Well, I see what... But I feel like, um... What's, what our boys over at, um... At Lucasfilm do a really good job of, like, the... The the practical effects in terms of, like... Like, I think about the Mandalorian, and he's wearing a helmet. Uh, I, I, again, that's one of those things where 
either Taika or uh, props were like, hey, it's easier just to CGI a helmet on. Mm. One, also, one thing I really like about the look of Thor is that they take us to all different types of places. Yeah, uh, like the the Olympus looked really really cool. Um, just like a lot of the different settings that they take us in, like the the first sequence of Gore in the desert. Oh, oh my god, yeah. that is so good. The gold blood, I really like the gold blood. Mm. Yep, yep, I like that too. Um, anything else visually that you want to talk about in terms of Thor? Also, like Chris Hemsworth got fucking massive for this movie. Yes. Uh, like this, the things this dude does to his body, like not even just in Thor, just like in the movies he does in general. Like mm-hmm. it's insane how he, the way he's able to morph his body the way he does. Uh, visuals. I really liked the look of the uh, the aliens that were fighting in the first one. It felt very, very old school, uh, practical costume, mm. which I really it. It, it felt like animal, you know. It felt like I was watching like uh, animals, species of whatever he is from the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> what if Thor fought? I feel like animal get Thor at work, Bruh, For real, like Thor don't want that business, dog. Bruh. Nah, he, Ani- don't. he don't. Animal will pick up Mjolnir and slap him with it. <laughs> Head ass. Moving on, man. Uh, to the to the story. What were your like again? What were your first thoughts going into Thor? Going in, I'm not really familiar with the arc of the god of Gore the God Butcher, mm-hmm. so uh, I will say it's a very good story. What I'll say is though, a lot of its delivery, and I may just be the way it was filmed, a lot of the humor feels very Geico commercial. Interesting. Elaborate. Geico commercial. <laughs> That's different. so. I'll use the the one when, when they find Lady Sif, for example. And he's like, oh, I'm going to die on the battlefield. Da-da-da-da. Oh, by the way, to actually die on the battlefield, you have to die in the battle or else you don't get into Valhalla. Like, it just kind of felt like a, like, you know how, like, <laughs> a, it gets, a Geico commercial takes itself really seriously. They're talking extra seriously. Then they start yeah. joking in that accent. Yeah. It, and, but the thing is, like, if you think about Thor and his psyche and where he is and his journey, mentally he's back where he was during Age of Ultron. But he's that confidence got, is broken. Right, but he's also got the experience of Infinity War and Endgame. Right. So, But he's got that same facade that he had, like, yes, I am the mighty Thor. Like, if you look at him at Ragnarok after dealing with everything with Jane, then seeing him after Endgame ever having to be that god of thunder again, then being with the Guardians of the Galaxy, going around, being worshipped as the god of thunder again, he's gone back to kind of where he was when he started protecting Earth. Mm. but he's too broken to keep it going and then yeah. like seeing Jane pop back up and like it just made him like bro I bumped this whole facade bro I want I want you right right yeah no going in I, I was really excited for Ragnarok as it got closer uh, not Ragnarok for uh, Love and Thunder as it got closer it just seemed like a very a very fun film um, it didn't, and also like it didn't seem very daunting in, in terms of just like the connectiveness in terms of the greater universe it kind of seemed like it's own Story Christian yeah. Bale, of course, really excited me. You know, being one of the you know greatest actors of our time right now, uh, being Gore the God Butcher, um, and then going in that first scene. One of, actually, the first scene is kind of like a mini gripe I have mm-hmm. because right off bat, you already like you 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 see you see where Gore the God Butcher is coming. Yeah, from. you like, understand. I worship this God. My daughter dies. I go plead with the God that I've been I've dedicated my entire life and existence to, mm-hmm. and then for him to be like, "Yeah, you're nothing to me. Like I don't care." 
And then so now I got to get the Necrosaur and I got to take all the gods out. So like for me, I was like, all right, I I get it. Like I don't hate. Like I don't. And he didn't do anything to me that I felt was like Unjust. too 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 much for yeah too much for redemption. Yeah. Like he everything he did seemed kind of forgivable, which is like it kind of gets shorts up in the end of the movie. But I'm like, can we get a villain that like? I just want an evil like, villain again. Yeah, like 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 and he, it could be Gore. Like that scene could still happen. But if he like say he kills all those kids. Yeah. Then or, at that or point, kills like, one of them. Right, yeah, or one of them. Like, yeah, like, all right, yeah, now you have you have done something completely unforgivable, so now, like, I can fully get behind you. You are a villain in this movie. That's kind of like why people, like, you know, people decided with Killmonger and Black Panther until, like, he goes and chokes an old lady. Yeah. And, but even then, people were still like, well... But, like, yeah. at the same time, give me give me those villains back. And I, that was yeah. a mini-gripe that I had. But, um... And then also, like, I love that once we got into like Thor in the movie, the movie becomes a straight comedy. Like I love yeah. how funny this movie is. This yeah, like hilarious. this movie is hilarious. And I remember I was watching it last night, laughing. I was trying to also understand like how very much Thor the Dark World it is, but with Taika thrown in there. Like this is if this would be if Taika Taika Waititi had directed Thor the Dark World. This is mm. what it would have been. Which like, would have I mean, like. Go ahead, sorry. It would have had all those serious moments. But it would have been funny too, and Thor is good Which, for awkward humor. I'm glad you mentioned Thor: The Dark World because, if we're being honest, Thor: The Dark World is not as bad as everybody says it is. I rewatched it at least three or four times, um, and like the most recent rewatch, I was like, you know, this. I mean, it's bad, but it ain't like as I'd bad. I'd say it's more. Like, a lot of people have. A lot of people have it at the bottom of their MC of their overall MCU ranking, and I'm like, I don't think it deserves like the bottom. I think that it's better than at least two movies in the MCU. I, I think it's just a little bit too boring in the middle. Like its action sequences are pretty cool, but it's it's mid segments needed some Taika. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I would love to have seen like to I like thinking about what the second Thor could have been without with Taika Waititi's kind of uh, fingerprints on it. Yeah. Uh, one, I think it's fine. Like one, I think it's a good introduction to that character. But two, like, could have been very interesting had Taika directed it. Um, so, and we mentioned Thor at this point. So let's talk about uh, King Valkyrie and the and New Asgard for a little bit. Uh, what were your thoughts on like? Because like we haven't seen New Asgard since the end of Endgame, where Thor gives the crown over to King Valkyrie, you know, to take to take uh, Asgard, New Asgard on, and, and just make it our own. What were What were your thoughts on that? I mean, hey. At people want to see aliens, you might as well uh, capitalize off of that shit. I thought that was funny. I, yeah. I, I didn't expect them to take that. I mean, I, I, f- I feel like it's what would have ended up happening anyway. Like, if you go to, like, all these quaint towns, like, up in Alaska and stuff like that, they're tourist destinations. I don't know if they thrive right. off their tourism, but somewhere like New Asgard, where you have actual freaking aliens that used to live in Asgard, people mm-hmm. who are going to outlive you by 3,000 years... Give or take. Yeah, I'm it can pay be pretty lucrative money. for them. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay. And also, I, I, when I was watching it, I, you kind of jumped out at me. I was like, okay, this could also be like, kind of like not test, but just kind of like a, a right, Disney World. Yeah, like a Disney World, like Avengers Campus. Like Infinity Cones is definitely coming to an Avengers, an Avengers Campus. Like movie. no, on top of that, no, there's gonna be like Avengers Campus. There's gonna be a second segment that's gonna be like New Asgard. And that's gonna be like yeah. the direct Marvel competitor to uh, how, the the Harry Potter Hogwarts. Yeah, Harry Potter world. Oh, the Wizarding, Wizarding world. world. Yeah. They could do something like that. 
But they just got to fix. Absolutely, they like, got to fix Avengers Campus because, like, you know, for a company that's all about sightlines, you can't see half the action in their Black Panthers and their and their Taskmaster thing. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. I mean, as far like, yeah. I mean, like you, you've always been a, a big proponent of this. You know, every every costume, every setting, you know, it is is done and chosen for the for one of the direct uh, for one of the outco- direct outcomes being toys. Oh yeah, we're gonna sell another attractions. Toy. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and they got about um, like eight toys out of Thor in this one. And it looks cool. Like, like yeah. as I was watching, I was like, "Yo, I would definitely visit New Asgard." What the heck? Yeah. Uh, like you can fly on the boat. Like that. That junk looks fun. Um, but also like the the journey that we get taken on with with uh, King Valkyrie, um, just in terms of her, you know, where she started in Ragnarok being this drunken Valkyrie, like you, you kind of like, yo, I just kind of want to live my days out drinking and die. But to to like take on this responsibility that Thor's given her, given her, and then um, just being that kind of sounding board for him, I thought was really cool. Um, and then kind of like the the treatment that Black Panther got. Uh, where they like re-enter the world and like they're a part of the world and like how things function. Like yeah. now, new As- Asgard is now a part of Earth and like her functions and stuff like that. So I thought that was really really cool. Um, let's talk a little bit more about Gore. The Necro Sword is in the MCU. The Necro Sword is like it's beast shit. Like I said, that's like one of the weapons up there with like Mjolnir, Stormbreaker. The Necro Sword like that. Yeah. Your thoughts on Gore and like the Necro Sword and the things they brought in with that? I mean, like like I said from the from the beginning, like. We, we feel sorry for him. We understand him. And it's really more about the performance, you know? And Christian Bale eats in this role. Mm. Like, 100% Fact. Christian Bale eats in this role. Uh, my favorite my favorite part, my favorite gore moment is when he rips off the, when he rips off the demon's head and scares the kids. And only yeah, because... Yeah, no, that scene was pretty funny. Like, they were okay, all sitting go- there and he just kind of appears. That was, that was freaky, so... Yeah, okay... And this, I'm not gonna lie. The part where I laugh hardest is when he pulled the thing's head off. Cause like, literally right before Gore said what he said, I said the same thing Gore was about to say. He pulls the thing's head off, and I'm like, oh, like why, why, why are you guys screaming? You just like when he said when Axel was telling the story the day before that, and it literally <laughs> said that right after like what you liked it a second ago, and then I laughed even harder. And then he threw the thing's head, and the kids. And it made me laugh ten times harder, and I'm gonna tell you why. Not because I like to see kids screaming and torture, because no, you I should never throw it. You should okay. never throw a severed head at a child. No. But I'm gonna tell you a story. What happened involved. at Young Life? It was my first time there. You've been to Windy Gap, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you not? So no, I went to Southland. I've never been to Windy Gap. Ah, oh, dang. So the the club is actually like you know how they have they have the club room, right? And this right. one, the club room is based on stairs, and you go down like the stairs. So when you're at the front, mm-hmm. you're like at the lowest part of the okay. of the thing. I think I, w- I know I want it to be up close because when I do bananas, I want to hop on the stage. That's just what I do. Go bananas, go go right. bananas. Yeah. So when we go on bananas, what I do? So I was sitting close to the thing, and they had a game. Uh, it was a couple of girls, and it was Travis. Travis was last, so I remember. But what they did was DJ they had- Trav. DJ Travi Two Turn, hit him up if you want tally. And he lifted up, you know, he would lift up a box and stuff like that, right? But we could see, but we could see that uh, one underneath, underneath the last one was one of the characters with his head through the, uh, with his head popping up through the thing. Right. We could see it on our side, but they couldn't see it because they went into the back. So it was a baseball, a soccer ball, and every time they lifted it up, they would have to just hit it, right? They would just hit it. 
and they gave all the girls like pool noodles and stuff that wouldn't like really beam it right and then at yeah. the end they lifted up the head and the dude would scream ah it was scared the heck out of anyone was there and everyone's laughing right. at because they got scared right they give travis a baseball bag <laughs> Oh no! He oh, hits everything. No. He hits everything. <laughs> he goes to the last one. Ah! Travis don't flinch. He said, "Dude goes, you gonna hit it?" Travis looks at me and said, "Yeah." Boom! Dude's head comes clean off and falls in my lap, <laughs> and it's a mannequin head with the wig on that he was wearing. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what I tell you? Scared the living shit out of me, dog. <laughs> You like, uh, I'm like, uh, bro. It, uh, <laughs> when I tell you that the the mannequin head was straight into my lap, but it had the wig on. You can ask Rob. Everyone in the whole building really thought that Travis killed this dude, <laughs> and I had to be the one laughing, holding up. It's fake, y'all. Yo, <laughs> but no, I was terrified, bro. Me. When I tell you, I I don't know how I didn't shit myself because it was right after dinner too. <laughs> Bruh, I'd have been like, Mama, when I had fell into the kids, that's what it reminded me of. Bruh, heck so no. every yeah. time that happens, it's going to bring back that memory of the hardest I've ever laughed. <laughs> the hardest I've ever laughed. Bro, because literally, bro, I've never laughed that hard, bro. I was terrified. But when I saw it was fake, I laughed so hard, dog. Yeah, man, speaking of laugh, bro. Gore, Gore gave me some laughs, even though, like, like Christian Bell just, he, he earned his check. He did everything he was supposed to do. I really, really enjoyed uh, him. It, it's almost like, I almost feel bad, because I feel like he could have gotten a bigger role, but, like, you know, hey, yeah. everybody everybody just got to play their part. That's how the I team, feel about dude. a lot of the big actors that are in this movie. Like, Sam yeah, Neill like, playing oh. fake Odin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, was, yeah, fact, bro. Like, you had Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Matt Damon. Uh, who was the other person? Uh, the guy from Jurassic Park. Sam Neill. Yeah, bro. Like all three of those, that could be like somebody substantial. But y'all got them playing characters of actual characters. But the Melissa McCarthy. That was uh, funny. As hello. That was funny as hell. That was very. Like funny. I, I, I like out loud laughed at the theater. That was funny. Uh, cause like of course, um, Kate Blanchett is you know crazy slender. Right. And, and then you so you expect that like, they were gonna get act like that, and then Mr. McCarthy comes in. Ah! I was like, yeah, that's funny. The the, uh, not the theater, she's fat, but just because like it just looks funny. <laughs> the theater nerds uh, talking to Valkyrie after the kids get kidnapped had me dying because like that's really how they be for real. <laughs> Bro, yeah, no, nah, that that was funny was like, too. So like, and I can't wait to see how they like bring Ragnarok into the next floor because obviously they'll bring that that that, that aspect back. Right. But, um, nah, I no. kind of looping it back into what we were doing. Okay. Gore, good shit, good shit. Yeah, um, I like Jane Gore. Foster. Jane Foster's arc, the cancer, like they kept it straight up, you know, aligned with the comics. Yeah, it was. Um, what do you think of, of th- Jane Foster Thor? It was done very well. Like when I, like I speak, I didn't realize. Like I didn't think they were gonna go a hundred percent that route. She mm-hmm. came in and put that hammer down, and then literally instant change. I was Literally. like, oh. <laughs> I, um, going in, like, because, like, I, I mentioned, like, you know, we're in part of the MCU that where I'm, like, a little hairy on, you know, the stories and comics and how they, you know, are married to each other. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, 
I thought Jane Foster when I first saw her like appear in the trailers. I was like, oh, is this like a multiverse thing? Is this like Jane uh, from another multiverse? Like, so I didn't know the story until I watched the movie and then kind of got like talked to people about the comics. And they were like, oh yeah, no, Jane gets cancer and yada 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 yada. So um, I really enjoyed that. I was sad to see her character die off, but like yeah. like I said, that's another thing in the comics. Like that is not a, it's not something that like Jane Foster becomes Thor and it stays Thor. Like she gets the powers of Thor and then you know because of the powers they the cancer you know. Begins deteriorating. It doesn't really help her. Yeah. And so um, I thought that was interesting. But one thing that comes with James Foster's story that I really liked is the animation of the hammer of Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Yes. That to me was one of the funniest parts of the movie. Most definitely. Like, that they little... were animated like they like they had emotions. So, so like when Thor was talking to Mjolnir, and then like Stormbreaker kind of like just comes into frame, <laughs> just like hey, like I'm the new weapon. Like what are, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> And then when he picks it up to see to make sure he's still worthy. Uh that that for yeah. me, those are some of the funnier moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. That definitely the the weapon rivalry was definitely pretty fun. Especially like when he's like you had to pick. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Well he was like uh, oh look at that lightning bolt. It's such an awesome lightning bolt. And Thunderbolt goes, Hey, for you, for you. <laughs> like, the Zeus scene was funny as hell too. Oh, Russell Crowe did a great job. When I tell you, I feel like that whole Thor in that whole scene was literally just being us in Endgame, right? Like you seeing all his heroes, all the gods, right? Everybody there, right? And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that's kind of like part of the facade he's putting on, where he's like, you know what, I am Thor, even though like he's really not the Thor that everyone sees, right? Like he's kind of like not B team, but like probably seen by most of them B team because obviously to them like if they were having that meeting just like regular Odin would be there right like he's like you know like his match is like Hercules which we'll get to a little later but like mm-hmm. um it's still like was kind of a cool scene and then like the scene where they where they strip him naked and then all the girls just straight just fall faint. out yeah. that shit's so funny to me because I, I always find it funny like you know because Elvis came out a little bit before this mm-hmm. and like when Elvis would hit the, hit the stage and girls would start falling out like I think that's funny um, Same with Michael Jackson when he just pops on that stage, doesn't move for two minutes, and people are like, they just, saw, <laughs> they just. I was watching people. an old Elvis video, and they were they he started the music, and literally he couldn't start singing because the girls were screaming out loud. <laughs> like it, it was crazy uh, how these people were going. Um, what do you think of the ending? Of ending Thor: <sighs> Love and Thunder. I'm not gonna lie, it kind of felt like. It kind of felt like a dig at some acting techniques that people have been using a lot, like especially the Chubbuck technique. Uh, one of the things they try to do is they try to find something that your character wants, and it's got to be something primal that they'll die without. And a lot of times what they do to get that emotion is the actual choose that they, the character wants to be loved. And then it so, happens so often that when Thor said, it's love, it's what any of us want, it kind of been like, all right, new method, let's move on. I'm like, no, man, I still got to learn that. <laughs> But that's what it felt like mm. to me. Like, at the end of the day, a lot of these villains, they just have this need that they feel like they deserve to get. And what you see is everyone in this movie gets it. Mm. Like, uh, he, like, Gore, like, he gets, his, uh, he gets his daughter and he gets his faith in the god back because when he dies, he's praying to Thor. Right. And then um, Thor gets, his, gets to rekindle his love with Jane. And then on yeah. top of that, and you get something love to love. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So. I also really like that scene that they completely ripped off of Shazam, but it's fine, where he uh, gives all those kids the powers of Thor. Oh, that, yeah. I love that part. He's yeah, like, it was really know, nice. That was cool. Like, and, and, then, and then Heimdall's son, 
bro. Yeah. Young Avengers, Young Avengers call out. Yep, yep. Especially he he was a, he was being a badass the whole movie. Bro, he really was, bro. Heimdall, Heimdall should be proud, and he is because he's in Valhalla, Valhalla. with Jane Foster. Um, in credit scene. No, uh, Hercules. Yeah. First uh, off, when I saw Hercules, I was like, I still like Thor. You still like what? I still like Thor. Like. Yeah. When like, I saw Hercules, I was like, bro, Thor finna kick your ass. Like, like yeah, <laughs> he, he wasn't ripped enough. But I mean, for a cameo like that, eh, you don't got to be that buff. You show up big, show up bigger when the actual uh, movie comes on. You know. Like for me, his problem wasn't even his size. It just was like. Bro, after the journey Thor's went on, like, so, like in the feats of strength that we've seen Thor have, obviously Hercules is like that, you know, son of Zeus, and he's powerful as hell, but, like, Thor does come out with the win. Right, most deaf. So, it's, 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 it's like, uh. But implications, man, as we know from the final, uh, one of the final text crawls of the movie, Thor will return. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I think, I feel like we're going to start moving into you know king thor and just like you know a thor that you, you call him on the avengers you know he's not gonna be in your civil war he thor you call thor for the big shit for the avengers level threats right and and i'm, I'm excited to see where that looks what that looks like so i'm not even sure what the next thing we could see thor in um speaking of real quick though what did you think of thor like you know with the guardians of the galaxy like those were funny as well yeah very good moments uh you could i could tell those are like covid film moments because like all the actors are six feet apart from each other or they're doing mm. a forced perspective thing. But uh, the moments themselves are actually really good. I really enjoyed uh, Chris Pratt's or Star-Lord's conversation with Thor. Yeah. That was like, you know, you, <laughs> you don't really get to see too many serious moments from Peter Quill, but when we do, they're really good. Fact. I think we're going to see a lot of serious Quill moments in Guardians Volume 3, high key. Um, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. What do you give Thor Love and Thunder out of 10? I think I would probably give it like a 7. 7? Yeah. I, I'm riding with you at 7. I can give you a 7 out of 10. Because... Uh, it, was one of, it wasn't none of my favorites. Like, I definitely... It definitely, for me, I need to rewatch. Um, so and that, and that score could possibly change, but, like, it's a 7. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure after a couple more rewatches, I'll enjoy it a lot more. Because I will say, my, sec, my rewatch of it that I had yesterday... I definitely, definitely enjoyed uh, and had a lot more enjoyment just watching it. Got you, got theaters. you. I so a 7 out of 10... Oh, sorry, go ahead. My bad. Uh, you can go ahead. So a 7 out of 10 for Thor, Love, and Thunder. It's time for something that I was really excited to talk about on mic with you, DJ Noah, because Marvel came to fucking play at San Diego Comic-Con They really did. Like, they really did. Like, dude, like... I. <laughs> It, it is sus because y'all know y'all know Quattro. Y'all know he's a DC fan. Y'all know where his allegiance lies, bro. You and are. After that, I just was like, bro, how y'all just go let the Marvel come out and just straight up outwork you, bro? Just, just out everything, bro. Like, how you gonna like? You came to Comic Con with two movies. How you gonna go so hard that you make this, that you make Warner Brothers cancel movies? Fuck you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know that you know that's a sore subject. You know, you know, we do know gotta talk about okay. that though. We do gotta talk about that. Y'all remember? Y'all remember how excited I was when they announced Leslie Grace? You know, I'm fresh off. For, I mean, nigga, fresh 
fresh off in the heights, bro. Yeah, fresh I'm, off I'm in the heights. I'm pissed about it too. We, we we meet we meet breakout star Leslie Grace. Just fine, Just, you you know you know uh, you know what my reaction was when I saw Leslie Grace working and with then, Michael and Keaton. And then and then and then and then you're gonna be like, all right, we got the new Batgirl. We 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 testing out we testing out a few really cool actors right now, including Leslie Grace. I'm like, yo. And then they announced Leslie Grace. And then they're filming the movie. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of excited. What's up? And then they canceled it. Um, they canceled a $90 million movie. I just... Tax write-off, <sighs> so they say. Yeah, nah, but Mar- yeah, Marvel Marvel just... Marvel. But then DC just announced a 10-year 10, 10 plan. So I... And that ten-year plan I, I, don't include Batgirl, apparently, which sucks because I, I, like that movie was probably gonna slap real hard too. Bro, apparently the reason they canceled it, it, it tested terribly in test screenings. I mean, I guess. And like, I, but and usually a movie will test bad and they'll still put it out because I mean, yeah. shit, it's done. Like, like right? What, what is gonna do shit on my shelf? But I guess they would, because with this ten-year plan coming, I guess they really want to make sure they have like their ducks in a row. Like you can't, Clean like it's kind of like how. They had a similar thing going, you know, of course, when um, Green Lantern came out. Like, maybe not have been 10 years, but, like, they were going to, like, expand from there. But then when that movie kind of just flopped, they were like, okay, oh, shit. So I feel like they didn't want another Green Lantern with Batgirl. But I'm like, damn. I kind of thought we were at the point where the movies couldn't get that bad. Like, they could be bad, but they, could, they couldn't be so bad that, you know, a whole franchise would be completely shut down. But I guess so. So I mean, at the very least, I'd rather you not put out a terrible movie than put out a put out a terrible movie and then fuck up, you know, set plans back even even more even more years. So right. But enough about DC, man. Uh, well, not enough. One more thing. Y'all came to Comic Con with two movies, and obviously, you, I'm sure you didn't know that Marvel was coming with you know two whole phases. But like, you had to know with everybody returning, like everybody come back with the smoke, and y'all just was not prepared. Like, I mean, Shazam and Black Adam. Yeah, I'm excited. He ain't bring no flash footage, bro. We don't know. Like, you announced the Joker stuff a week after San Diego Comic Con, uh, so it was just like, and even then, like, ain't no trailer. Like, just announced that Lady Lady Gaga is Harley Quinn, which great. That's gonna be like, if they didn't win the Oscar last Joker, they winning it this time. Yeah. Like, bro, Lady Gaga is. That's a great fucking casting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Marvel. Marvel came to play, man. Marvel. Marvel said, "Remember what I said? Uh, episode fifty, game on. Mar- game on. Game on. Marvel." Oh yeah. Uh, they heard that, and and, <laughs> and, and they and Marvel and they said, "We outside to, this 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 phase, and the, yeah, and, and, and the next phase." All right, let's go ahead and get into the news and the business with San Diego Comic Con twenty twenty two. We are officially in the multiverse saga. The Infinity Saga is over. We're done with the stones. Moving on to the multiple universes that we have. And this is the ending. We're getting to the end of Phase 4. Phase 4 officially ends with Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, will, I will wait. No, I think it ends with She-Hulk. It begins She-Hulk? With Black, Phase 5 begins with Black Panther, I believe. No, mm. I'm, I'm looking at it right here. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, my bad, y'all. Okay. Black Panther will be the end of Phase 4. Okay, yeah. So and Quantum Mania starts Phase Five. All right. So the next couple of things we got coming into Phase Four, ending it up, we've got, got She Hulk Attorney at Law coming to Disney Plus August seventeenth. What are your thoughts on? Like, one thing I like to see about these trailers is how much better the CGI gets as the trailers come along. It shows how rushed the VFX artists can get when they have to rush and get that stuff out early. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, like I was very scared that first teaser, and then you know, as more things came out, it got a little you know bit more fun. Um, Hulk is like completely like um, I love that. Over at Brackets and B-Roll, Fly Guys, I had an episode with Derek Rosenberg discussing all the Comic-Con stuff, and they talked about this trailer, and they said that, you know, the VFX team has Hulk pretty much mastered. You know, he looks really good. But then She-Hulk has a very green tint. Like, she's almost as green as the wall in your background there. Like, it's very... And her hair just sits on her hair on her head weird for me. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of her look, but I'm excited for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, She-Hulk has always been a very interesting character character to me, and I love that they're going to tie in the lawyer thing, and of course Daredevil's gonna, going to appear, and they're already saying he's going to be a crowd favorite, which he already is just by the, f- the fact that Charlie Cox is back, and like everybody's just clamoring for more Daredevil content. So I'm excited for the show. You know, it comes with, like, you know, two weeks we'll be, we'll be watching it, so of course y'all will get a review uh, once it's over, but I- I'm enjoying it so far. I'm ready for it. All right, all right, all right. Like I said, I'm really excited for Daredevil. That, like... Fact, everybody's just like, like yeah, of course, give me more like, Daredevil, please. like you didn't have to throw Daredevil in there. I would have watched it anyway, but now that you did, and I appreciate that. Thank you, Kevin. I mean, with a new character like this, I feel like you kind of have to like throw in some like major like ah, because that's kind of the formula they've taken. They're like, especially with the early ones, they were just like, all right, we're gonna give you like the show, we're gonna give you this new character, but we're gonna give you major like crossovers and major reveals to keep you like. In the seats, yeah. So like, um, that that's that's the thing. But moving on to the next thing, um, Spider-Man Freshman Year, an original series coming to Disney Plus, twenty twenty four. Um, season two has already been ordered. Um, I'm excited for it. The animation style is very reminiscent of the original uh, Spider-Man comics. Um, I'm excited. What do you thought? Any, anything on this? I've heard a lot of people debating on whether or not this is gonna fit into a proper canon or not. All I'm going to say is... I don't believe... I think it's confirmed it's not. I hope it is. But let's just wait and see. Because I I would like this to be more about our Tom Holland Spider-Man, even though Tom Holland isn't doing the voice. Yeah. I think because, like, the way they have it set up and then, like, with Norman Osborn being his mentor, because, like, that would mean Tony Stark's not his mentor. Mm. And so, like... And Norman Osborn's a major character, so I think that we're going to get... I think we're going to introduce to him in in Far From Home. I mean, in in, uh, the next Spider-Man. So, um, we'll see. But um, take us into that next one. Oh, we got the What If Season 2 coming to Disney Plus early 2023. I'm very excited for that. I mean, like, the first season slapped, like... My favorite episode yeah. of that is the Doctor Strange one. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, ooh. Uh, ooh. I'm not even sure what my favorite episode of What If is. It might be Party. It's Party Thor. Party that, that fight between him and that that fight between him and Captain Marvel is fire. Um, I'm ready for it. They showed us some like there's some unreleased um, images of Shang Chi. Uh, I believe Gamora. And a couple other characters. Um, that are going to be featured. I'm, I'm just ready for more Shang-Chi. Y'all, y'all know yeah. I love Shang-Chi. So um, I'm ready for that one uh, as well. This next one I'm gearing up for. I'm watching everything, kind of getting myself ready for this one. X-Men 97 coming to Disney Plus fall 2023. Um, kind of just spurring right off of the original uh, cartoon. Uh, so from it's the, a continuation, right? I believe so. Okay. I wasn't sure. I believe so. So I'm really excited for that one. Of course, at this point, the X-Men have not been introduced in the MCU quite yet. So um, I'm ready. I just recently watched the first X-Men as well. Um, I'm going to start making my way through those very soon. Um, so I'm excited to see what that looks like. I'm going to stop ending all of these. With, I'm going to be excited. I'm excited for all of it. But um, let's get into the next one. Oh, next thing now, we're into the Hall H stuff. 
Secret Invasion, Spring 2023. What do you say? Gonna be balls to the wall. Uh, Nick Fury, uh, Maria Hill. Like, I'm I'm ready for this one. Scrolls. Uh, like I said, this is one of those things where like you gonna need bodies. Like you got you. It's. I hope it's gonna be like Agents of Shield. Like that whole um, Ava deal. Oh man, the L L. If, it, if it's yeah. anything like that, slaps. It's gonna slap. Phenomenal, my bro. Come on. I yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm excited for that. I kind of hope they use it a way to like bringing back some of the Agents of Shield actors too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing, yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if Coulson's gonna come back because that's too that's too it's too hard to bring him back now. It's too hard. It's too hard to bring think, him back. I, I trust in Feige. If he's gonna do it, they'll do it right. Okay, but you no, know, uh, so. nah, but just seeing uh seeing Nick Fury fucking around with Fitz and Simmons. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, I remember that season two. Jeez, that's, yeah. that was forever ago. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp hits theaters February 17, 2023. Um, there is some unreleased footage. I don't know if... Did you see that? No, I did just see the uh, concept art for MODOK, though. Yeah, no, there is um, some unreleased footage. I did end it up... It's on YouTube. I watched it. Okay. Um, it's really nothing too crazy. You, you really don't catch much, but one thing you do definitely catch is Kang at the end. I'm um, talking about he's killed before. And I'm like... Is this Kang from Loki? Is this Kang from, you know, the future movie? Like, what Kang? Because you know, Kang is now like all over the place. So, yeah. um, I'm I'm really, I'm trying not to say I'm excited for this one, but uh, I'm intrigued. I'm ghost. I'm a ghost for this one. Uh, I'm intrigued to see where this where this film goes, uh, and I'm intrigued to see what happens with the Ant Man character because obviously his daughter has been recast um, as somebody a little older, a little bit more, a uh, little, little little bigger shoulders to carry the character on. Um, so will we see the end of Ant-Man? Will we see the end of Wasp? Like, what is, you know, what's next for that character? Because, I mean, uh, Paul Rudd's not no spring chicken. So, you know, do we move on to the next, to the next phase? So um, who, do we, who do we have playing her this time? The daughter? Ah, man. Let me I'm see like, if I can look that up. At this point, they could probably just bring back the original actress because, like, she'd be old enough to carry, she's old enough to carry that role at this point, in my opinion. Um, it's a YouTuber. I'm trying to figure out who it is. I mean, because they recasted her. Because it was in Endgame, it was Emma Furman, right? Right, and then so this new girl is Catherine Newton. Okay, I don't think I've seen any of her work. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was very weird, and like they, I found, and I like I read that they like didn't like tell Emma Furman like it was like she found out when we found out that they she got recast. It was like real weird. Uh, I still haven't really forgiven Marvel for that one. Um, but moving is, on, we get the Marvels, July 29, twenty twenty three. We've talked about that already. I think it's a little birthday real gift. ready for that one. Yeah, low key, low key. Um, bro, you know, next one, that's bro. the second. That's the second thing. Like, you know. This year, Adia got a whole Beyonce drop on her birthday. <laughs> now next she's year, gonna get the Marvels, right? Like, which? Oh up. my God, I can't believe she's eighteen. What the frick? Well, no, she's seventeen now. Seventeen. I can't believe she's seventeen. What the frick? I feel old. I mean, look, um, I saw Zion at Myth while I'm DJing. Threw me off the whole night. Yeah, yeah. What's next? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yeah, another one we've talked about a little bit already. Um, I do believe this is going to be like the end of the Guardian story, which I feel like makes sense because given that we're getting another movie later, a, a year from uh, from this, mm -hmm. uh, I think that'll be the new little faction 
that's going to take place of Guardians of the Galaxy. So, um, uh, th- I think that's kind of the reason why. And honestly, like, it's time. Like, the the universe is so expansive that there are other teams running around doing stuff. So, yeah. you know, we can we can afford to to like let them. Then they can still be a part. Like, you know, big battle. We don't, like I said, we don't need bodies for these for these two movies we get later on. So, like, you know, they definitely not going nowhere. They ain't dying. So, yeah. Um, moving on to the next one, we get Echo coming to Disney Plus, uh, summer twenty twenty three. Really, 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 really interested to see how this one turns out. I'm um, I didn't here for think Daredevil and Kingpin. I'll be honest. Fact, but like Echo proved to be a very interesting character in Hawkeye. True. Um, and also, like, I'm, right. Uh, I hate to be this guy, but it's just like, I'm, I'm wondering what a show looks like. And bro, if y'all know any shows like it, please like put me on so I can kind of like prepare and like see what that looks like. But a character where the main character is is deaf. You, you know, know what? So she, I forgot about that signing. aspect of her character. Yeah, yeah, she signs the entire show. Now, obviously, you have other characters that speak, but you know, we're gonna have a character that that doesn't speak, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. Like, there's nothing that needs to be fixed, but it's just like, what does a show like that look like? Where it's the main characters. Obviously, uh, Lauren Ritloff and the Eternals was a side character, and Echo was a side character in Hawkeye. They were never like the focal point, but like right. Echo shows Echo. I would like to think she's the main focal point. So, what does a show like that look like? Uh. I know some examples, at least that I've seen, are like uh, the Amazing Race when they had the they had a deaf guy on there for two seasons. Mm. That was that was pretty cool. Until like, okay. yeah, it's just like I'm ignorant. I've admit, I've never seen a show like it, so like it could yeah. be something very doable, not very different from what we would normally see. So we 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 we'll see. You just gotta learn um, how to read the subtitles really fast if if you're not a fast reader. Yeah, and at the end of the day, yeah, subtitles get get to it. Yeah. Um, it's on you, my friend. Uh, we got Loki season two coming September. No, not September. Summer of twenty twenty three. Also very excited for Loki season two. Like Loki season one, shaped out to be really freaking good. It's pretty high on my ranking in terms of like the the MCU uh, shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm intrigued and like, but I don't know where like where do they go like. I think they go more into like Loki taking on the the TVA and like things of that nature more so than Kang because now Kang will be an on-screen menace yeah, or he coming. could just have a version of Kang that he's fighting on Loki yeah which could also be like he's like he could be a part of taking down some of the Kings there's thousands of probably Kangs now that all these variants are out right so he'll be taking out those Kangs while we still have this main Kang on screen and what, what I think is good like those Kangs are gonna like I feel like it's gonna be like Either it's going to be like the main thing is to be like, we're going to kill this one king and that's going to be it. And that's going to realize that they just messed everything up even worse. Mm-hmm. And that's why like the multiverse is so crazy. But, you know, I it's one of those things where like I really didn't know what the hell I was going to get with Loki. So I'm really not going to try to try to speculate, comment or speculate on season two until I see it. Because. Right. I, I I didn't know what to expect, and so I was wasn't disappointed at all by the first season. So I'm just gonna not gonna expect anything on this one. Right, uh, right. We got Blade coming in. Wow, bro, took my. Oh, I didn't know if he was going in. My bad, my bad. We okay. we we could just cut Sorry. it, you know. No, nah, we don't cut it. But like, yeah, Blade. Blade's <laughs> coming out. Uh, I've been excited for Blade since the end of Eternals when me and Ty are sitting in the movie theater. And the end credit scene with Black Knight comes on. He's got the sword. And then all of a sudden you hear in the background right before he touches it, she wouldn't do that. And, I'll, and by being tired, I'm like, 
Is that is that Blade? Blade, Blade! like immediately. Cause I'm a big Mahershala Ali stan. So I was like, as soon as I heard that voice, I was like, Blade. Uh, so yeah, nah, I'm so ready for for Blade. Mahershala Ali is gonna kill it. I need to watch the original Blades. Those I have not seen. Me so, neither. Like, no, that has no correlation with Wesley Snipes or anything like that. But like, I would love to see, um, you know, just what the original Blades are, are, are about. Cause there's three, correct? Yeah, it's Trinity. It's yeah. a trilogy. Yeah, nah. Next up, I'll take these next two since he stole mine. Um, Ironheart coming to Disney Plus Fall 2023. Um, ready for it? Um, apparently, Rhodey is supposed to be a big part. We de- of course we get introduced to uh, Riri Williams a lot in um, Black Panther. Good Lord, in Black Panther in the Black Panther trailer, um, uh, Wakanda Forever. So I'm I'm excited for that one. And real quick, since we since we're there, any thoughts on on uh, Black on Ironheart? Um, not too much. You know, I haven't read her comics yet, so I don't really know too much about her as a character. I'm excited to see what they do with her, but th- no comments beyond that. Got you. I was actually gonna take us into the Black Panther and Black Panther trailer, but we'll do that at the end because that's gonna that, that'll 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 be a conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, we also get Agatha Coven of Chaos coming twenty coming winter twenty twenty three. All I have to say on that is like. I wasn't really like pining for more Agatha content. Me um, not really sure what the show's gonna look like, but hey, it's coming in twenty twenty three, so we'll see. <laughs> like, is this one of those things where we're gonna start running rooting for the villains or so? I, like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's like I, we don't know. Uh, next one. Uh, oh, Captain America: New World Order. That just just that name alone implies that there's gonna be some high stakes shit going down. Fact, very, very. I feel like very reminiscent of like Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and just the way that that like. Re- I mean, that was the fall of Shield, man. Like, like how, the people that like created the Avengers. So, have they confirmed this could that be something it's big? Directed by the Russos. They have not. I don't. Th- no, I think the guy that wrote um, Falcon and Soldier. I think he's writing. I don't think the director's been tapped yet. I don't think. Let me see. I think it has been low key. Let me look it up. Captain. Speaking of the Russos, what'd you think about the Gray Man while we're talking about it? I haven't finished it yet. Ah, okay. Um, it doesn't look like it's got one. Let me see. I don't remember it being. Oh, Julius Ona is the director. In the words of, um, can't remember the dude's name. In the words of Korath. Who? <laughs> Head ass. Next up, man, one of the biggest releases, Daredevil Born Again coming to Disney Plus Spring 2024. Uh, and by the way, instead of the six-episode model, it's eight. 18 episodes. Of them us. Let's go. 18 episodes have been ordered, and stars of the original Daredevil on Netflix, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio will be reprising their roles. Man. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Dog. Honestly, dog. bro, it could be just 18 episodes of those two just talk, tied up in a room talking to each other, and I would be, I would not be disappointed, bro. I hope they use this show as a conduit to also bring back other Netflix characters, yes. namely Punisher, namely uh, 
Poindexter's. Like, there's a lot of characters I, I hope that they kind of retcon and bring back in through this show. And I feel like that can that's that's the case. Be that I feel like that's why it's it's as long as it is because the, they're gonna be covering a lot of ground. Because like they're they're kind of the bridge to Netflix mm-hmm. in a sense. So, what characters do you think are gonna cross real quick? Um. I kind of want a little bit of a Spider-Man cameo because I love, uh, I think one of my favorite Spider-Man stories is the, I think it's called like the, it's it's from the 90s cartoon where Kingpin frames Peter Parker mm. and Matt Murdock defends him while Spider-Man mm. and Daredevil also team up. That's really cool. And they never actually explicitly state who they are, but it's implied that they kind of know but they never yeah. actually confirm it. But like if you get, well, in MCU, we, they know, like they definitely know. So, well, I, uh, well, well again, like, well, we, we don't well, know does, about I don't Peter. Think Matt Mar- yeah. I don't think Matt Mark may not know that. Right. He knows Be- that Spider-Man, you know, Spider-Man, but like no one know knows who he's... Peter is. Ooh, that's a good point. So like they could go that direction. That'd be a good one. Um, another really good daredevil story. I kind of they they could bring in Electra, but I kind of want them to stick. I don't want them to go too deep into Daredevil mythos. I kind of want to keep Daredevil into MCU. Mm, yeah. Um. I I think they just I just hope they kind of bring back the the majors. Uh. Definitely Luke Cage. Definitely. Yes. Uh, def, wow, definitely. Definitely Jessica Jones. Sure. Jessica Jones. Uh. Even even Iron Fist, bro. Like I feel like the actor was fine. You just needed to get the right people behind him. You just needed the right people behind him. You need the right people behind him. We all we all kind of shot on Thor, and then Taika Waititi got his hands on him, and everybody loves him now. So it, I wasn't shitting just... on Thor. I like Thor was still believable. How? What? Ten, wow, crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think we can do it. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, Let's go. Thunderbolts, man. Uh, we get that July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. Um, yeah, I mean. We, it's been get, being set up for a minute, so that that's gonna be cool. Um, Rest in peace to you know the actual Thunderbolt. Absolutely, uh, William Kurt. Hurt. William Hurt. William Hurt. Next up, Fantastic Four. Marvel's first family, baby. Uh, we've already got a little glimpse with, of course, John Krasinski playing Mister Fantastic and uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I hope to, I hope I can't wait to see how the rest of the family shapes out. Um, Have they confirmed him for that role, though? I, I kind of hope that was a one-off variant, honestly. I have no clue, really. We'll have to talk about that off mic, but that's yeah. wild. Um, next up, these last two, man. Y'all. Oh. Paul H., we get Avengers, the Kang Dang. Dynasty, coming May 2nd, to, May 2nd, 2025. And then November 7th, 2025. One more time. November 7th, 2025, we get Avengers Secret Wars. We get two Avengers in one movie, man. In, in the one same year, year. Okay, here's what I think. Kang Dynasty is going to be the variant of Kang that he that he who remains was was telling us about this whole time. Secret Wars is when, like, shit's really going to get fucked up. Or Kang Dynasty yeah, is going to... Yeah, I'm like, with you. Like, shit's going to get fucked up with both of them, actually. But I feel like the Avengers are going to... All I know is... I just need. I hope Marvel has understood that you can't use words like dynasty or age if it only lasts for a couple of days. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I hope his dynasty actually is a dynasty. Um, and honestly, I think that, like, Kang is going to be like, all right, they're going to beat Kang and, you know, win. And then all of a sudden, the Beyonder comes in right at the end. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, so I need y'all to fight it out. Um, but like I said, like, these two movies, like, you're going to need a lot of bodies, like, all hands on deck, man. So that's why I think, like, the, the Netflix to Daredevil Born Again Bridge, that's going to have to be strong. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and, like, you know, they bring in so much world building in those movies. Like, um, and all these different characters, Secret Invasion, like, we we are putting on bodies because these two events are going to warrant all hands on deck, bro. It's going to make Endgame look like child's play. So, who do you think is going to be the, who do you think is going to be, do, be the one to make the big sacrifice, though? Like, who's going to be the Endgame I think, honestly, I think it, I think it's going to take multiple, multiple mm. sacrifices, bro. Multiple heroes are going to bite the dust. Well, I, I don't think, like, who's going to take the sacrifice? I mean, like, who's gonna be like the one who kills himself to save the to kill the villain? I feel like it's gonna Thor. be Doctor Strange. I think Thor. Mm. Okay, we'll and talk also, about that. So imagine this multiverse. Like before we get into this last thing, mm-hmm. I think that there could be a cool way where like they bring back um, the original the originals, Captain America, Iron Man. Like I feel like we're not done. Like oh, we done, we done. But the way things are going, like we may not be done. But right. last thing I want to talk about because this is major. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, man. Your thoughts? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh my God. Just this from that first shot in the trailer, like you had me sold. Yeah. No, I'm. At, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it was gorgeous. Like, and, and you know, this movie had everything against it. You know, the things with Letitia Wright, of course. You know, Chadwick's death, rest in peace. Like so many things against dying. this movie. Like we're supposed to be like, yo, this is not gonna you know go off like we think it is. Like any other but studio yeah. would have canceled it. Yeah, but, but yeah, God. They, they Let look go. like they have they have like risen above everything and like they're gonna put out an amazing movie that by the way comes back comes out November 11th of 2022. Bro, sneaking up on us. Bro, like literally, like we're gonna sneeze and it'll be November tomorrow. So like, so the question is, what we all wearing when we when we all squat up and go? Uh, bro, I don't even dashiki out. I don't even know. I heard bro. someone like, say we should all like everyone should just wear white because that's like the traditional color of morning. Ooh. Bro, a white out black dog. dog. That could be fine. That could be fine. Yeah, Man. nah, I might have to pitch that for real. But guys, that is the episode. That is summer in the MCU, man. Big summer for the MCU this year. A huge um, summer. Like lots of things going on. Um, real quick, what are you most excited for? Uh, most of the Daredevil stuff. Okay. I, I, right now, I'm Black Panther. I'm just like I'm like fully on the Black Panther train right now, going into. To the fall and going into like you know getting ready for that in november i still gotta like i have it the hype train hasn't hit me yet like i'm really waiting for that black panther oh shit to hit me i don't think it'll hit me till i see another trailer i know we're i know we're trying to get 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 out of here but like who do you think is in the suit (sighs) they found a new black panther let's go i think it's killmonger personally but it it probably uh, is it probably is i don't i don't want them to but they have no choice Right, they, they have to. Um, all right, guys, thank you for listening to the show, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. We love you so much for supporting. We are we are going crazy. Like we're about to get on a on a wave that's gonna be hitherto and on Dream Dove. Shout out Doctor Strange. Um, you can catch uh, check out my other show Brackets and B Rolls. Uh, we talked about this stuff as well with Derek Rosenberg. It was a really good episode. Uh, we season two is ramping up. We're getting ready. So check us out on Instagram at Brackets underscore B Rolls. Same handle on Twitter. You can catch me on Instagram at 
Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. Catch me on Twitter at underscore Quattro IV. No period between the C and the U. DJ New, where can I find you? You can find me at DJ underscore Nua on all platforms. That's DJ underscore N-U-A-H. All you got to do is think of that dude who built the arc, but with a U instead of an O. Come on, somebody. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys so much. Again, this is the doubleheader, so check out Robert and Will's episode talking about Moon Knight and uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Capitania Talk, we are out. Out.